0: amen can we just continue to talk to the lord for a moment this evening father we thank you jesus for your presence that we felt even in watching that video lord however many years old your name is so powerful your word is so powerful your spirit jesus is powerful it's never failing jesus we trust in you we trust in your leading god we trust in your flow, Jesus, and your opening of doors in these valleys. You're opening, Jesus, of doors in these valleys, in the cities around us, God, of other religions, Lord, of those who don't yet know and believe the truth. We believe, Father, in the power of your spirit and your word, that you'll draw them, Jesus, that you'll bring revelation to them in like manner, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I can't help but think um, watching that video about Cornelius in the sh- scripture. And it's funny because we've always said Pedro and Maria are, are uh, Cornelius. Uh, t- type of people, the way that Bishop and made that connection, and then it just opened up a whole new, I guess you could say, demographic. A whole new region came because of that one man and his wife. It was an open door that came through an individual, and I I believe that that's that's the case there. It's no coincidence that man being a a Catholic and you know, I think Elder said that was about 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago. And sometimes, I'm very encouraged watching that, but sometimes I hear that and it can discourage me at the same time, thinking, and that was 10 years ago, where is that today? Well, it's, it's happening today, too. Uh, many of you have probably heard the story of, of Bishop and his Uber rides and connecting with the Kenyan pastor. And I think almost 30 of those individuals from their congregation were with us at United. And I believe, I believe that that is another Cornelius type of situation. Another open door, not just because they're Kenyan, not just because they're another, another uh, race and ethnicity that the majority of them that, that congregate there together. But because it's a divine appointment of God. Because it's an open door that God saw fit at that moment for Bishop and him to connect and to walk through. And there's other uh, situations that I um, don't necessarily have the liberty to share tonight. But things happening even in this week um, in a similar way. There's, there's open doors. There's, there's hungry people that don't have the truth but are receiving it. They're coming into contact with those that are spirit-filled, that are blood-bought, and they're open to it, and they're receiving it, and they just need to be taught. They just need to be showed and, and directed. And I feel like that um, I, I, really, I don't plan to take long tonight. I, I don't even have very many notes. I had a, f- a few in a notebook that I accidentally left <laughs> at an, a house uh, I was running all over the place after work and left it, uh, but it was something the Lord had been dealing with me about actually since United Weekend, and I, I really believe that United Weekend was in many ways an open door as well, an open door in the spirit that we that we walk through as as a congregation of of life church um almost said incorporated <laughs> of life church as a whole <laughs> um, the 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 multiple congregations and i say that because of just many things and and things brother Christ spoke and said i believe prophetically that the lord had dealt with him about of of things regarding you know addiction being broken in these valleys of of people being drawn and and because with the lord it's it's not just about healing people god's not interested in just healing people's bodies for the sake of healing their bodies because we are spirit soul and body we're not we're not we're not bodies that have spirits we're spirits that have bodies and there's a big difference there because We can put a lot of emphasis on the body, on the outward man, on, you know, the scripture says bodily exercise profits little. It's necessary. It it does profit some, but that shouldn't be the the main thing. Amen, Sister Pat? (laughs) I'm just picking on her. It's important. Again, some people use that scripture and say, well, I'm just not going to exercise then. We still have a body that is the temple that we should take care of. We don't want our temple looking run down, broken down, ratty. We, we th- thank the Lord for the Escobars who come in and clean, clean the carpets, vacuum, clean the bathrooms on a weekly basis, right? We, th- we know this is not the, the church, but it's the place that the church congregates, so we want it to look nice. Why was I saying all that? Because we're this spirit beings in bodies and thank you uh and i believe that in scripture i, I can't remember where it is it's I th- one of the pauline epistles he talks about uh, he talks about us being renewed in our spirit soul in our body and i believe that the order of those things the order of that renewing is is intentional as everything in the scripture is because the lord he works Outward, Or he works inward out. He's not as concerned. He is concerned. Again, don't get me wrong. We We don't neglect the body. We don't neglect the outward man. But God's main focus is not the outward man. It's our spirit and our soul. And then when he gets our spirit right, when he gets our soul right, then if we're continuing in that progression and walk with God, some things... In our body are going to change. We're going to change the way that we dress if we're filled with the Spirit. If we're continuing in relationship with God, I'm, this is not where I'm intending to go. But in I, I believe it's Exodus. I think it's the 28th chapter. The Lord is beginning to lay out uh, His plan for Israel and and Aaron's family and and them ordaining priests and he talks about the garments that they should wear and and they were very specific the things that they should wear as ministers of god amen everyone say i'm a minister only say it if you mean it but if you're filled with the holy ghost then you're called to be a minister of god we're kings and priests Together with him, and and that's what's being talked about there in Exodus with these garments that were specific given of God, the instruction for them. And what I what I was drawn to in reading that recently was that the Bible says that it was for beauty and for holiness. It was for beauty and for holiness, the specifics of their garments that they were supposed to have and make and wear for ministry. And, you know, we can put a lot of emphasis on holiness. (laughs) And there was a saying that went around a while back that is goofy. I think even the Pentecostal Herald did an article about it not being true. And the saying was, modest is hottest. (laughs) Maybe you've heard that before, maybe you haven't. (laughs) Well, Anyway, (laughs) what I was going to (laughs) say is, uh, and the reason, like I said, I think the Pentecostal Herald, which is a magazine, the UPCI does, I think they did an article about that statement saying the whole statement is wrong because being hottest (laughs) should not be our goal. (laughs) Being hottest should not, that's that's a descriptor of, of the world, it's a... It's a pursuit, or you know, whatever. I don't I don't want to spend time on that. But beauty, the hot, hottest <laughs> element, aspect that the world uses to describe, really what they're trying to describe is beauty. And beauty is connected with holiness. There's something about holiness that is so beautiful that. You can have a, a person who is beautiful, naturally, but if they don't have any holiness, it's just it's not quite the same. But when you get the beauty and the holiness together, it just takes it to a whole new level. And so, again, that's the exterior, though. All of that, not all of it, only. I believe, I believe the Lord works holiness in our heart. There should be a beauty inwardly but it's in that sense the garment speaking outwardly Amen. Thank you for hearing me out on that. <laughs> trust that was uh, well, trust that was from the Lord. Amen. At least you know some of it's in the scripture. Just you'll know, just have to look for yourself later. Uh Okay, I'm going to be seek to be quick, but I do feel something strongly from the Lord. Um, 1 Corinthians 16, 9, and you can turn there. You don't even have to. I'm going to just read it quickly. Paul speaking, he says, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. And I, I remember I said, and I st- I believe... United Weekend, and this is just me saying this, um, but I believe it, that United Weekend was an open door in the spirit to some things in the supernatural that are part of a new place God wants to take us and wants to use us. And so pulling from this scripture, there's a great door and effectual open unto me and There are many adversaries. Paul said there's many, you can look at the definition of that word, there's many that resist or oppose. I was talking to somebody the other day who doesn't just say these things lightly. And they were talking about how for the last couple weeks they've just felt this spirit of, of opposition. Sounds just like an adversary to me, And you know, something about things in the spirit is they, they're not restricted by time. Words in the spirit aren't restricted by time. Prophetic words. If it's a word in the spirit, it has prophetic nature. Um, and a lot of times God will say, okay, this is going to happen at this time. But sometimes he says, this will happen if or when. And then it's up to the people or it's up to whatever to come into line with that and to take place. But that word never fails. Scripture says his, his word will not return void, but it will do what it was sent to accomplish. And that's because it's, it's alive, it's living, it doesn't die, it's, and it's not bound by time. And in this, in this instance here, Paul, he's in, in Ephesus at, uh, there where he's dwelling, and, and in that day and age, Ephesus was, was uh, not a good place. So it makes sense that there was adversaries there. But I don't think it was just specific to that physical place. It, was, it also had to do with the fact that it was an appointed place by God. It was a place God had sent him. And so because it was God's will for him to be there, God had it marked on his calendar in heaven. It was something that he had ordained to take place and happen. And so the spirit realm is aware of spirit things. And um, where there's that door that's opened, they're drawn to. That's why when we get there to that open door, there's many adversaries. They're waiting there. They're ready. They don't know the time either, just like we don't because they're not bound by time. They don't live on on this linear timeline like we do, but they live in the spirit world. And um, I I have a a real example of this for you because I can see some of you sort of thinking this is a little odd. (laughs) Daniel chapter 10, and this is not my... uh, it's not my intention, but i i just i I believe it's the Holy Ghost uh, It's not my intention to try to tie anything in with what Bishop spoke on Sunday, but I felt a witness with what he was sharing, and I actually had some some thoughts on that um, that in this in this day and age, and for those of you who may not have been here Sunday, Bishop spoke about dreams and visions, and the, the um, importance of them in this, in this hour, and the significance, the urgency of them, us having them, us receiving dreams and visions from the Lord, and there's, there's two things that come to my mind of, of why we have dreams and visions, and one is because we're a prophetic people. Prophetic people they they are in the spirit realm, and so they have prophetic dreams, they have spiritual dreams, but also we're a, we're a last day people, we're a people of the end times as as the uh, church began in the book of Acts, those the end times started to take place, started to happen and so because of those things. You see it all throughout scripture with the prophets who have revelation of the end times. And Daniel is chocked full of end time prophecy. And from chapters, I think chapter seven to about 11 or 12, Daniel's having vision after vision of things that are to come that we still haven't even seen yet. And this was probably thousands of years ago at this point. It it was definitely thousands of years ago. Daniel was having visions from the Lord of things that we've not yet seen. But they're recorded and they're true. They're still going to happen. And just because it's been a couple thousand years and just because we haven't seen it yet doesn't change me believing it doesn't change, and whether I believe it or not, doesn't matter. It's going to happen. <laughs> and so I, I just want to pause before I read here in Daniel and tell somebody that just because you don't see it yet doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because you don't see the, the things that were spoken to you five years ago, ten years ago, doesn't mean that word is not still alive in the spirit. Doesn't mean that God has forgotten about it, because God doesn't forget about it. Amen? And uh, there's so much I to—I would love to read here in, in Daniel, but you guys got lucky. I also had to bring a different Bible <laughs> than I was reading today, so looking at it, it's just a blur, ...from where I was reading earlier. (laughs) So we're just going to get off easy and read in one place. Daniel chapter 10. And again, this is coming off of Daniel receiving many visions from the Lord. And these visions were significant. They were, like I said, of the end time. And they were so significant that they made Daniel sick. They caused him to... He couldn't even handle them physically in his mind and in his body... Because of the significance and the weight of these spiritual visions from the Lord. And he had to be strengthened and encouraged by angels, which is something else I want to tie in here. That I believe goes hand in hand with dreams and visions and the end times. 10 verse 1. In the third year... Yeah, in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Belteshazzar. and the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. The thing was true, but the time appointed was long. Didn't change the fact that the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. And he understood the thing. And had understanding of the vision. That's important. And again, I wish I knew where it was. It's somewhere in all this blur. <laughs> where it speaks of Daniel praying for understanding for the vision. And then an angel showing up to him and saying, Hey, I've, came to, I've come to give you understanding. <laughs> I've come to give you this gift to enable you to understand these things. Isn't that amazing? That happened for Daniel. I believe it will happen for me. I believe it can happen for me, and I've seen it happen. Verse 2, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. In the four-and-twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, Lifted up my eyes and looks, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphaz. His body also was like the barrel. His face is as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire. His arms and his feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. It's a pretty significant encounter. But watch this. I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. He wasn't alone, but he was the only one that saw it. For the men that were with me saw not the vision. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. But a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. So they knew something happened. Verse 8, Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then I was in a deep sleep on my face, and my face towards the ground. I know this was the chapter I wanted to read, but I feel like I missed what I wanted to. Oh, here we go. We're getting, we're getting where I wanted to go, but I want to go back a little bit. Verse uh, <clears throat> Chapter 9. You don't have to turn there with me. I just want to read it quickly. Um, Daniel, he, he understood. This is, this is Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. In the first year of the rain... Of his reign, speaking of Darius, I, Daniel, understood by the books. By the books. We need to be in the book. <laughs> because he wasn't just reading any book, he understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet. So, what book was he reading? He was reading the book of Jeremiah, the prophet. And he was a prophet, so the Lord had spoken to him some things. And Daniel was reading it, and so he, he came to understanding of what he was reading. And, it's, and he said, Where, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish, speaking of the Lord, 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So giving you the short version, he told Jeremiah that he was going to Send his people into captivity. And after 70 years, it would be accomplished what he intended to do in them if they would humble themselves. And, and then chapters nine and continuing the, this, this sorrow that, that Daniel finds himself in was a place of sorrow for his whole people. He was in a place of repentance and crying out to the Lord and, and prayers and fastings and supplications for the Lord to do this thing that he had spoken. And saying, God, I know we're terrible. We're not a good people. We, have, we deserve this time and time again. We deserve it times two, times three. But God, you did say it. You did say after 70 years that it would be accomplished that we could come out and according to my calendar according to my clock it's about that time and so he's now been praying back in chapter 10 he's now been praying and fasting for 21 days that's a real daniel fast by the way (laughs) he wasn't eating anything um Okay, what verse was I on? Verse 10, chapter 10, back to chapter 10, verse 10. He just came out of this encounter with this angel. Behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright. For unto thee am I now sent. Amen. When he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Understandably so. Then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for, watch this, for from the first day, remember he'd been praying 21 days, fasting 21 days, not feeling anything, getting weaker and weaker by the day. But this angel Tells him, from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Now watch this, verse 13. But the prince, now this is speaking in the spiritual realm. The prince of the kingdom of Persia... Withstood me. Remember where we read in Corinthians the open door, many adversaries? It's that spiritual place, that, that effectual, that great and effectual, that powerful, that's a place of energy because it's in the spirit and because there's prophetic things that have went to that point. From that first day, the adversary went to that same point. The same time that this angel tried to start coming to. Daniel and because he was an opposing spirit because he was an adversary they started having a little battle <laughs> spiritually the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days 21 days same amount of time Daniel had been praying and I don't think that that means 21 days is the secret recipe or the key that just so happens that after those 21 days, that's when something broke. That angel got assistance, and he was able to continue his, his journey, his mission to Daniel. And just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not yet in motion. Just because you've been praying it for 21 days, 21 years, doesn't mean that it's not happening. And it doesn't mean you should stop. 21 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I'm come to make thee understand. Again, he's there for a reason. He's there to bring understanding. Here to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. And then he begins to tell him. I think it's in this place. I believe it's in this place. He begins to tell him. The interpretation of that one of the visions, which was as which was Daniel's seventy weeks, as we know it, which again we haven't yet seen the completion of. There's a place in Hebrews, it's chapter twelve, verse twenty-two. It the Lord s- speaks of an innumerable company of angels. You know, I've, I've heard that there's many hosts, heard that there's a great multitude, but I don't know that I've ever noticed or seen that before, that there's an innumerable company of angels that are still at the Lord's disposal, that are still on our side as the children of God, as children of the kingdom of God. And what I what I'm really feeling is is with these with the dreams with the visions with the opposition that there's there's also some angelic assistance that's on the way. I before I get too into that, I want to share um, actually a vision that I had on on Saturday of United Weekend, and I shared this with a few. Um, this Saturday at prayer And I know I know I don't need to preface this but I just want to uh, Visions And dreams Don't necessarily mean you're more Spiritual And I'm telling you that As I'm about to tell you I, a vision I had Okay So don't look at me any different type of way I'm just a guy But I had a a, uh, a vision. And it, you know, it sounds weird to say, but it, if it's, yeah, we just need to walk in that. Um, and Saturday, that Saturday morning of prayer, uh, United Weekend, and I was in that corner, decided for just a few moments, I've, I'm sure you all see me, I walk a lot, but I decided to kind of kneel on, on this podium that was back there for a few moments. And it was like, as soon as I did, just started to see this Uh, It was a snake right here in my face with its mouth wide open and pretty intimidating. It's pretty scary, the the fangs and the hissing and the tongue, and it's just right there. And no sooner than I saw that, I kind of saw this picture of this trail, um, which looked like Yakima, (laughs) looked like the hills, and I saw that, this picture, of this trail, and then I saw that same snake bite me in the arm. And as soon as it did, I, I had this thought. Again, I was not sleeping. I, maybe I fell asleep for a second. <laughs> but you, ha, you can have visions awake, dreams when you're sleeping. So I think I was awake. But as soon as that happened, as soon as I saw that bite me in the arm... I had the thought I need to call nine one one i I need to get to the emergency room this This is deadly, this is fatal, and then it was like as soon as I had that thought, it was over, and then the very next thought was the Lord bringing me in the scripture to Paul on the shores of Malta. They just went through shipwreck and and he was he was dealing with me about this today and showing me. This journey that Paul was on was a journey to Rome, which was an appointment of God. But even the church were trying to keep him from going. Even prophets and prophetesses were prophesying to him truth. They were saying, This is what's going to happen, and so you shouldn't go. But he knew he had a word from God, regardless of the opposition. And so now he finds himself shipwrecked on the shore of Malta, being bit by a venomous snake in the arm. I think it was the arm. And he was, he was picking up sticks. He was making a fire, and it came out of him, latched onto him. And immediately the people were like, oh, this, this guy must be a really bad dude. It, the gods saw fit to just, he survived that shipwreck, but they knew he shouldn't survive, so it's over with but but Paul just continuing to make that fire deciding that no I'm I have an appointment I have a prophetic word I have an open door that I'm supposed to walk through and so I'm not be, I'm not going to be fazed by this and he he shook it off he shook it off into the fire that he was building and then the very next thought of the people was never mind this guy must be a god <laughs> Which of course wasn't true, but he was a man that walked with God and was in the will of God and he hadn't yet finished his assignment. He hadn't yet made it to his destination. And the the same thing is true of, of the word and, and spiritual things that are spoken. If it's not yet happened, if it's not yet been completed, it doesn't matter what comes across your path, keep going. Keep walking. And that, you know, I share that vision is uh, as, as well because all this stuff has kind of come to me after. Because at first I thought, okay, this must just mean, because then that, that morning too, Bishop talked about, you know, there's going to be things coming against people that's going to try to keep everyone from getting here. And, and there was. There was a lot of people sick. A lot of people that had car issues. There was just a lot of stuff. And I thought that must be what, what that meant, you know, that just – the adversary trying to oppose, keep people from United, which I think was true. But then he brought it to my mind after United. and I was like, wait, God, United's over. It happened. What's, what does this mean? And I feel like he's, that, that's where all this has then come from, <laughs> an open door. We've walked through an open door, but we, we still haven't yet got to our final destination, we're Now, now we, we've walked through that initial door. We're walking into some new things, but there's, there's more things ahead that he still wants to do. He still wants to accomplish. And so the enemy knows this as well. So he's going to try to come and throw everything at us. We have a, a dear brother in the Lord who passed away just a few days ago. And so the enemy is going to come and try to say, you guys prayed for him for how long? And now he just passes away. And you're still just Yeah, you should just change course. You should just change direction. It's not worth it. Your prayers aren't being heard. It's not happening. And if you even if you do believe That it's been on the way. If you do believe like the angel that was coming for the words has been sent, he's going to tell you, yeah, he got sent. But I, all my princes, the prince of the city, it stopped him. They don't stand a chance to get through. But that's a lie from the enemy. can we just pray for for a moment right here feel the holy ghost and the god is speaking to us in the name of jesus father we want to hear your word tonight we want to be obedient to you father and to your leading we know that you're working lord in these last days we know that you've sent word for each of us that we've not yet seen a completion of Jesus, we know, God, that there will be things, there will be healing that is still yet to happen. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. One other place I want to mention. Two other places. You know the church, uh, Peter. I think it was just Peter by himself this time. Peter was was put in prison, and I can't I can't even probably just for preaching, the word of God somewhere. They didn't want him to, and he was put in prison. And I talked about this not too long ago that the church was was praying for him because. They, they weren't content to accept that he'd been put in captivity and to say, well, we lost that one. Oh, they believed in the delivering power of the Spirit of God. And so they joined together in a place of prayer until that deliverance took place. And you, you all know the story. They, they were praying So much so to this end that even when Peter gets delivered and is at the door, they don't believe that it's him. (laughs) They think it's his angel and they, they go back and try to start praying again. Which I find so funny. But what I want to highlight there is the involvement of the angelic realm in that situation and you know something that I'm getting I'm getting a little bit I'll be honest worked up about is some individuals who are in captivity to some things and the devil knows good and well that he's got them And he knows good and well that they may not have the Holy Ghost yet. And so of their own ability, their own strength, they're not capable to break those bonds of captivity. They're not capable of breaking through those those walls of bondage without the help of the Holy Ghost. And he would try to tell us that person, this person is they're too far gone. They're too bound. You don't just quit praying. But I, I've come to speak against that tonight. Hey Amen. I've come to put that lie under our feet tonight. Because when the church comes together, when we've had a word from God... And we pray until the Spirit of God, the angelic hosts are working on our behalf, they're working on our part, and they're going to set captives free. They're going to open some prison doors and some people are going to be brought out that of their own strength and ability can't break out. But we can't give up hope just because we don't see it happening yet doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because we don't see them here yet doesn't mean He's not working. And I believe, I still believe in the power of prayer. I still believe that there's angels, an innumerable company of angels that God wants to send as ministering spirits on behalf of us his heirs of salvation. Amen. Can we just lift our hands? If you believe that tonight, I'm done. If you believe that, can we just call on the Lord? Can we join in unity together tonight and pray in faith, believing? Come on, we're not alone in this battle. We're not alone in these times of opposition. We have an open door and a new path that is set before us. Can we stand together and in faith, believing, just call on the Lord for a few moments? <laughs> Come on, if there's individuals that you can think of that are in captivity, maybe you have a family member, maybe you have a friend, and you know that they're bound. <laughs> Jesus, I speak against doubt tonight in your name. I plead the blood of Jesus. I pray the authority and the power of the word of God to crush doubt under our feet in Jesus' name. That faith would be loosed, God. That our faith would be stirred in this house. In the name of Jesus. (tries) Ha la ma hatala ma maha niya ma ha robo beni od hatala la ma hatala la ma ha ye le meki hatala la ma hatala la ma ha ye hatala la ma hatene meki e God, we still believe it. We still believe it regardless of if we don't see it or not. We still believe you're doing it because your word never fails. Because your word will come to pass. It will do what it was sent to accomplish. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, forgive us for our unbelief. (laughs) Forgive us for our unbelief. (laughs) But help our unbelief. Help our unbelief, Father. Jesus, I pray for unfulfilled promises tonight. I pray a restoring of faith in every promise that's been spoken. Restore a faith in our hearts, Jesus. Restore a hope in your body tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, you, Father. We know that you're faithful, Jesus. You are faithful, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He da maha ta da
1: Amen. We were at youth convention in Seattle a few months ago. And during one of the altar services, um, I noticed a group praying for a young man. And felt like the Lord had impressed me to go and pray for him. And uh, I'm learning more about when the Lord might want to use us to pray certain kind of prayers, certain kind of ways. And so I told him, young man, I'm about to pray and I'm going to say some things, but I want you to know I'm not talking to you the lord was kind to give us that heads up Um, because i had sensed a few things in my spirit and when i started to pray i knew i needed to address those things i'll call them spirits i don't remember exactly what i said but i know one of the things i said was you listen to me And I, again, I needed him to know before I prayed, this is what's happening. And I'm encouraging you all, when the Lord impresses on you to pray, that you pray, but when he impresses on you to pray certain ways, that you pray those ways. If you have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, and it's operating through you, you shouldn't be worried about what's going to happen. Hear me when I say this with love. The worst thing that's going to happen is you'll get corrected. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. I say that with love. and I. I the reason is because... We, get, we, we can get so um, timid in our mind and thinking well I just, I don't know if that's right I don't know if I can do that I don't know if I should do that if I can even say those words I'm encouraging you again let the Holy Ghost pray through you the way that you feel the Holy Ghost wants to pray that's what's important I appreciate this ministry tonight. I was thinking as he was speaking, you probably heard this statement, this phrase before. There's two things that are certain in life. If you heard that, what are they? Death and taxes. Well, I can tell you, in the spirit realm, in our life with the Lord, there's two things that are certain. Open doors and adversaries. Those things are certain if you're going to try to live for the Lord. I need you to hear what the Lord is saying because he's not done talking about this for good for the congregation. He said what he needs to say tonight, but this is not done. What the Lord is, is addressing here and leading us into Amen. Individually and as a congregation. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. God, I thank you for your spirit and the power that comes through your spirit, the authority that comes through your spirit. God, I want to stay submitted to you and your spirit and the authority of your spirit, God, because I know that I've got to have it operating in me and through me, in my own life, and for the good of others in the kingdom. Lord, I submit myself right now to you. Jesus, I want to speak the words you give me to speak. I want to pray the prayers you give me to pray, Lord, because it's about you and your kingdom and your purpose, Lord, that you want to accomplish in this earth through us as vessels. I speak it tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm encouraging you to go forth in the spirit and power and authority of the Holy Ghost. Amen. God bless you. I need a few men to help me bring some of our extra chairs down tonight before you go. We're going to set up for tomorrow.